welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to get caught up in our November reading that we did. <laughs> and we have some really fun stuff to talk about. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing, girl. I can't believe we're in December already. Like, oh my gosh. It's, you know what I've been thinking, Rachel? I was like, last year I did so good about literally like watching every premiere the night that it Mm -hmm. came out. And something about this year, I'm like, I don't remember last year there being too many nights where we got like three movies back to back, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm like struggling to stay caught up, but. It's still fun. It's been well, just wonderful. Especially this last weekend where they, instead of doing a movie every day over Thanksgiving week, which was what they had done previously, they had them all bunched into four days. Uh, so it was, I mean, I still have two more to watch uh, <laughs> for, the, for the backup. I mean, for the recap tomorrow, I still have two more to watch. And I will have, <laughs> I will have watched by the end, by tomorrow, I will have watched 18 Christmas movies in one week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> have you found the time to, like, watch anything else to kind yeah, of break it up? that's the crazy thing is I still had to, I've had, I mean, I did watch some of them early. I was trying to, I watched all, because I had gotten the screener links from um, Up and from Lifetime, so I... So some of them I didn't watch this last week, and even though they aired this week. But um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I still had to watch my Oscar coverage, my awards films for my job as a film critic. Like I, I so I had that as well. So I have just been like a crazy hermit person. Yeah, in front of the TV or the computer. But I did read a little bit earlier in the month. I, I was not this last week. Yeah. But. And then the countdowning really, yeah. got, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I enjoyed that. I I liked everything that we, everything I read pretty much. And so that was good. But, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been wild. It's been wild. I've yeah. already watched 70 Christmas movies. Oh my god. New. <laughs> so, there we go. <laughs> and it's literally December 1st when we're recording this. So, yes. I mean, you still have 24 days. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's it's winding down because I mean, the last Hallmark movie is the 19th, and so really uh we you know, it, we're, we're the finish line is in sight. Yeah. <laughs> Get those DVRs set, folks. If you've missed something, record it when it comes on. <laughs> but but you've had a lot on your plate as well. I mean, you have uh, so many books you're reading. You have your kids. Your uh, your podcasting. Your you've got a lot going on as well. Yeah, this is always the the time of the year that I look forward to the most, but it's also just really a test of like, how are you going to balance things? Because September comes and I want to read kind of like dark and spooky stuff. 
and Christmas books are coming out in September. So it's like, how do you juggle that? And then Hallmark starts playing Christmas movies in October. So then it's like, well, how am I going to read and watch movies? But you know what? Every year I manage to make it happen. My reading slows down in December just because I'm like, I've been reading all year. I can take a break. It's fine. You know, like if I don't read as much. So it it's just... It, Whatever, whatever way you can do it to make your, you know, not get overwhelmed, I say do yeah. it. So t- typically you, I just kind of like embrace the movie watching, read when I can. But if I don't read a bunch, it's fine. Do you have a, a goal of how many books to read in a year? Yes. And every year for the past like three years, it's just been, it's been 115 books, which I do pretty well at. I usually hit it in like late April or early May. And my husband's always like, well, why don't you up it? And I'm like, well, what if I have a really busy year and I can't read? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think right now, according to my Goodreads, let me check you guys. I I know, I, I mean, I hit it, like I said, a long time ago. My current, I've read 187. So... Wow. You know, that's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I my goal was to read 50. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh I I did achieve that in I think actually in like October. Yeah, so, congratulations. Yeah, I read more than 50, but if you read one book, that's more that's one more book than people that don't read anything. So right. that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let us know if you are listening. If you have a good reads, if you have a good reads goal, we'd love to hear in the comment section what uh what you've been reading and uh and what your uh literary world was like in a in a uh 2021. That would be fun actually. We should do like a um a best of of what we read in a especially you in uh, 2021. That would yeah, be fun. Maybe as a bonus for the patrons. That would be fun. Yeah. In January. Uh, best books of the season. Uh, well, so for our selection for this month, we decided to talk about Miss Mistletoe in Gen- in And uh, it's by Dahlia. Um, Dahlia Rose. and i think it's juno it's in alaska right so yeah it's juno mistletoe and juno Juno. yeah Mm -hmm. juno yeah so we picked this month we read mistletoe and juno uh by dahlia rose and this i think is her first book for hallmark publishing yeah i think so too yeah and the little summary is this is Danny's a social media influencer who's way out of her element. She sort of broke up with her boyfriend slash manager and she escaped her fast paced life in New York city to spend Christmas with an old friend in Juneau, Alaska. Danny takes in the beauty of the scenery and the warmth of the community. And she's drawn to the local sheriff before Declan was an Alaskan state trooper. He was in the army and IED explosion cost him his leg and his fiance who couldn't deal with the injury. He knows Danny's a city girl while he loves the Alaskan wilderness, while he loves the Alaskan wilderness. Could two very different people find what their hearts are looking for? <laughs> so Brie, what did you think of this one overall? Well, I don't want to, 
I don't like to typically compare things, but since we t- read two Hallmark publishing books back to back, yeah, I will say I enjoyed this one a lot more than the previous one with, that we read. <laughs> what did you <Yeah>. think? <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, the, you could definitely make the case that this one is very basic. You know, it's it's the city girl going back to going to the country, small town you know, kind of a thing. But I thought that the two characters were really well written and they had a, a very good chemistry. And so I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Agree. I, I liked Danny. Um, the social media influencer was, I, I, I really like that. I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's very in alignment with a lot of the careers that we see our Hallmark heroines have. Like somebody usually is in marketing mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, an author or something like a that. So it felt, yeah, a photographer. It felt really on brand. But also I just like the incorporation of a social media influencer because who isn't an influencer these days. Okay. I know that there are normal people out there, but for the most part, (laughs) Uh, and Declan, I felt like he really just provided so much depth and conflict to the story because of everything that he'd been through. So yeah, I agree. I like, I think that they were both really well-written characters. Yeah. I mean, I the I kind of wondered if if she is the type of person who would have started a relationship with Austin to begin with, with the with the manager guy. Um, that that just seemed so against her personality. Who she was, yeah, yeah, yeah agree. But nevertheless, I was able to accept it, and she was just kind of shy, and it it does definitely it. it it rings true because a lot of people think, oh, you're online, you're on YouTube, you must be super extroverted. But I actually found like a lot of a lot of actors, a lot of people in those type positions are actually kind of shy and uh, a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. And like with Austin, I was confused for a while with that situation because it just did not, I didn't feel any romantic feelings whatsoever between them so I just was wondering I'm like is this kind of a relationship that she was kind of I don't want to say forced into but they spend so much time together that it just kind of before you know it they're dating you know like that that's kind of what I felt but I also was like "Eh, I could have take you know took take took it or leave it like we didn't really need to have him I feel like well, and also, I kind of wonder if he sort of went on a charm offensive at one point, you know, to kind of, he seems like the kind of guy who would do something like that. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, it would cool pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he just, he like, really represented, like, that world that she came from. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, so hungry for that world and didn't want to leave that world so i just i think that once the story got going he represented like that lifestyle that she had and appreciated but she was ready for a change like i don't want to live like that anymore and he was like making decisions for her and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like it was just hard to believe like like you said like for a minute i kind of questioned her judgment as a person like why would you be with this person he does not seem like someone Mm -hmm. you would be with at all 
Yeah, that's the problem with like the bad men of business is that it does sort sometimes impact the credibility of your leading lady because it's like, why would you be with somebody like this? That's a total yes. jerk. <laughs> yes, but, but nevertheless, I liked the fact that she was was kind of awkward, was shy, uh, had a hard time kind of standing up to Austin, standing up to the makeup people, you know, kind of a thing, and. And on one hand, you would be grateful for getting the sponsorship and everything's like that. But, but on the other hand, you, you, you have to like kind of guard your, not only your brand, but your, uh, you know, your time and, and be doing something that you value and that you find worthy with your life, you know, like that you can't take necessarily every offer that's given to you in life exactly you know even if other people would say what how could you not do that you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work and i do feel i do feel like i have just about had it with with love stories where the major obstacle is they live in different places oh my gosh rachel (laughs) yes I mean, this, I feel like this, yes, yes, I feel like this goes back to what we talked about with the last Hallmark book that we read, like, it just makes you wonder why we keep getting the same thing. Is it because people, like, they know as a publisher, like, readers really love this, but how do you really know that, you know, like, I feel like we scream from the rooftops, like, we want something different. We're going to read whatever you put out because we, we love, we love the idea, you know, we support you. We're behind you, but like, we also are like putting our money into this. So something new mm-hmm. would be very appreciated. And well, and just because you, you want something different doesn't mean like it has to be like something crazy like right right it can be like just a little different like i love christmas pen pals so much and i thought the whole idea this was on lifetime a channel but the whole idea of a whole town writing letters to each other at christmas that is so such sweet. a good idea like yeah it's something fresh it's not like it's within this genre of course but but I don't know. And and obviously, like, living, if you live in different states, like, that is a problem. But I guess it just depends on how it's dealt with. But I, but I just feel like it's such an easily solved problem. You just move. Yeah. Like, because if you look at it, right, we get presented this type of story with all the conveniences of how that would work. Any normal, everyday woman, you and I, if we traveled to Alaska and met a gentleman or whomever and fell in love, we couldn't necessarily just uproot our lives like that. You know, like most women have a job. They'd have to, you know, go home, spend six or seven months looking into a new, you know, could I possibly work in this place? Um, And like, but she is a social media influencer, so she can pretty much go wherever. And it's like, you mm-hmm. see all of these like easy conveniences for stuff like this to happen, but it's like, we see this over and over again. Like, yeah. why like not the, just <laughs> go the ahead? Process would probably, no, the process would probably take a while, but it's still fairly like simple, you know? And, yeah. and 
Like, I just think anybody would be crazy to accept a job over, like, love. You know, like, if it's, like, the love of your life, you're you're really going to stay in wherever you're at and not be with the person that you love because of just, like, some job? Like, you can get a job anywhere. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... I'm just tired of that conflict. I've seen it so much, but it can be done well. And it was done well here. It really was. Like, I, I feel like we're sounding negative, but we I really did enjoy this book. I liked both of the lead characters. I mean, I think having Declan be a uh, be a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his experience with his ex who left him because she wanted to be taken care of and not take care of somebody yeah that was brutal this is i mean okay so like like you said we're not harping on this book listeners we actually did enjoy it i i felt like you could tell that declan and danny really manifested themselves to the author first and then she probably just built the plot around them because they i mean she could the story worked perfectly for them but there was just so much to them that, yeah. you know, while I feel like I'm saying, yes, I want something different at the same time, what makes the fact that we get this same story over and over again in this instance is because she wrote the heck out of these characters. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. And and I think the side characters were fun. I liked Amy and Mateo. I thought they were good. Yeah. I loved like... I've never been to Alaska. I'd love to go, but getting that mm-hmm. those pieces of like Native American history, I love that she incorporated that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, just uh, Alaska seems. I mean, mo- a lot of in romance, I feel like we get like Texas and Montana, and Alaska is just one of those places where I'm like, yep, here's my money. I want to read about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was beautiful. And uh, the little, like, little outings that they had doing different stuff was very swoon-worthy. They, uh, she did a good job kind of just drawing you into the characters. And uh, the ending, I thought, really worked. I mean, when he sees Austin proposing and then he runs off and you're like, no! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I mean, and... And really, I think the part that really got me was that because of what he'd been through, you know, he'd been to war and he'd lost his leg and then he lost the person he was in love with. She chose, you know, he really had that. He was kind of self-conscious about and he protected himself. He didn't want to get close to anybody because he didn't want to experience that rejection again. And so, I mean, in a way, he kind of makes Danny work for it a little bit. And then she is just like. I don't care about that. You know, I don't care about that. And he, ha- she had to really show him like, I don't care about that. And I thought that that was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because she has all of these like great opportunities, like with the, with the makeup line with the other things like that. And that's exciting, but like, if it may not, still not work you know and there may be other people who look at your choices and say how could you how could you give that up how could you not do that well you know like you're not living their life you don't know uh what's going on and yeah uh, i don't know i just think like 
sometimes with certain things, even with like the podcast or with my work as a critic, like, yes, it's a big blessing. It's an incredible opportunity, but like, I can't necessarily, I'm only one human, so I can't do everything. And I've had to say no to certain things or, or not go to certain things because I just don't have the time or, you know, it's just not going to work. So I, I can understand why that would be really, really frustrating. And like, that like window of time, I think when you're an influencer is, can be so fleeting that you would feel the need to like take everything that's sent your way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be hard. And I don't know. And I just I'm glad felt... that they showed that. I'm glad that Dahlia Rose showed mm-hmm. that. Cause that's true. You know, it's like when you're in that world, it's like, let me say yes to every little thing. And then eventually yeah. you get to this point where you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> you know yeah i I remember my friend Kristen uh aldonado who's a youtuber uh for a while i was like notice she was just like on everybody's shows and i i said i said you know chris you don't have to say yes to everybody yeah (laughs) yeah it's okay you can say no (laughs) it's just so nice uh but but yeah, I think that it's sometimes hard, and and I do think that Danny was is is kind of the person who just wants to please everybody, wants to yeah. make everybody happy, and and then she kind of runs into this Declan who is kind of grumpy and kind of difficult, and you know she wants to she wants him to be happier, and <laughs> yeah, so they they are there's some opposites if we're talking about trope time, the there is some opposites attract in here, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Add to the chemistry. It's a track. Definitely. Yeah. And then I had the, of course, big city girl in the country. The poor the beloved city. Hallmark trope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I liked uh, Christmas on Fifth Avenue. Uh, the, we recently had an up, up channel that uh, I think I liked it almost more because it was about you know, it was the city girl in the city. <laughs> in the city girl in the city. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? It wasn't terrible. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of time in the apartment. We get her yeah, sense of I really the community. It. <laughs> yeah. It was fine, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, you know, I guess is technically a city too. I think it's like, I believe it's the biggest city in Alaska. Yeah, it could be wrong. It. it could be Anchorage. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind the small town setting. Just yeah. give me 30. something different. It shouldn't be the big city girl coming to the small town and realizing I work too hard and all the time, like all the time. I don't want that all the time. Yeah, I agree. Well, and if she's an influence, she can do that anywhere. So she could do it in Juneau. Mm-hmm you could do it anywhere and now you can uh you can fly you can i mean you can get to you could easily make it work you know for any like new york events that you had to do uh but there's 32,000 uh 32,227 was the 2019 population of juneau alaska so okay so i'm thinking maybe anchorage is maybe the bigger one i don't know uh let's see (laughs) okay okay i don't know why i thought juno was the biggest city in alaska oh no anchorage 293,531 okay okay yeah so that they it looks like so the total population of alaska is 
731,545. Bless all those people that, you know. (laughs) Anchorage. Anchorage, 293,000. And then Fairbanks is 31,000. Okay. And Juno is 32,000. I remember watching, like I saw this on Facebook. So there's a couple of like Air Force bases up in Alaska. And <laughs> for my old job, like some of the troops, they were like working the gate one night. And <laughs> this moose just walks through and they're like, we're, hey, you know, just let the patrol officers know there's a moose loose on the road, you know, like, what can you do? And I'm like, wow, what an amazing experience. Here's random tidbit. Yeah. That, that, here's random that, uh, that Juneau, Alaska has the most millionaires of any city in the nation. Are you serious? Yeah, in Juno tops national list of smallest cities with the most millionaires. <laughs> I mean, the millionaires just like bought some land and were like, "Let's all move here together." <laughs> yeah, that's but where they're all hiding. One of every thirteen households of Alaska capital city qualifies as a millionaire. Oh my gosh! So I need to move to Juno, is what I'm hearing here, because there's also way more men in Alaska. <laughs> Men and moose, okay? Men and moose. (laughs) Men and moose and millionaires. That could be a book. Men, moose, and millionaire. I'm like, romance is always having these, like, millionaires that are, like, in New York City. And it's like, no, they're in Juno. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really good. But but I just loved that. I really did love the ending. I mean, it it was so... It was very melodrama. But it it was fun. And... When, you know, they both end up missing each other and they're both kind of racing after each other and then they finally meet. It was great. Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah. And you felt so happy for Declan because after his fiance was so horrible. Can you imagine being like, "Uh, you were injured in the war. Sorry. See you later. Yeah. Oh, my God. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, I... Like and it's not like he was paralyzed, which I feel like isn't even. I mean, would be a challenge, but you know, I don't know. If you love somebody, it's still them. They're still the same person. Exactly. Yeah. But having one leg doesn't make the man. I think somebody yeah. said that in the book too, and I was right. like, yes, like yeah, you know, yeah. So I I enjoyed this one. I would probably give it. Uh, I forget what I gave it on uh, Goodreads, but I'd probably give it like three and a half crowns. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Cozy up with A Very Bavarian Christmas, a delightful Christmas novel by Katie M. Reed. Holly Noel Brigham is trapped back in her hometown personalizing ornaments at the mile-long Christmas store, and she doesn't even like Christmas. As Holly works through fractured relationships and embarrassing misunderstandings, she stumbles upon love in the Bavarian-themed town from which she tried to distance herself. 
Best-selling author Crystal Payne says this about a very Bavarian Christmas. If you're looking for a holiday themed read that will warm your heart, but also make you think this is the perfect pick. The storyline and characters draw you in from the get-go and you'll find yourself relating to their struggles and cheering for their victories. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Pick up A Very Bavarian Christmas for yourself and the Hallmark fans on your list at averybavarianchristmas.com. That's a very Bavarian Christmas.com. Uh, so, all right. Uh, the let's do our reading roundup. Uh, and so I actually read a uh, Mrs. Miracle Christmas by Debbie Maycomber before the new movie came out. Yay. Okay. And, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was definitely a tearjerker, uh, you know, with this couple going through inf- the infertility and, and uh, you know, losing a, a baby that they were they had fostered, you know, wanted to adopt, and uh, all that. That was a, it was heavy. It was a lot, but it was well done, and it's definitely more uh, faith based than the movie. Although the movie was more faith based than the typical Hallmark movie, uh, but uh, but definitely more of a you know Christian themes than you would get in a Hallmark movie which mm-hmm. I appreciated and I thought it was the one. Have you read this one? I haven't read that one. I I had never read any of the Mrs. Miracle books. books I have yeah. read, tra- I've read some Debbie Maycomber. Uh, I read trading Christmas cause that's my favorite Hallmark movie. Uh, I love that movie. And so I read the, the book. I mean, I previously not this month, but uh, but I, I, you know, I like her writing. She's fun. And, uh, and you're a pretty big Debbie Maycomber fan, right? Oh yeah. Her, my, she was my first romance author. So, uh, it was, it, da- it was dashing through the snow. That was my first book by her. And then I learned mm-hmm. that there was a Hallmark movie to go along with it. So I finally found that and watched it a couple nice. years later. Um, but yeah, I really like Debbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. Uh, what about you? What's one you wanted to report on? So, well, I'll do my Debbie makeover because I read a Debbie this month. I read Dear, well, in November. I read Dear Santa by her. And I will say the last couple Debbie makeovers that we've gotten, I really wasn't the biggest fan of. And I was like, is Queen Debbie makeover? Does she have like a ghostwriter that's not that good? Like what's going on? I just was not really happy with some of her like recent releases. And then I read Dear Santa and I, it felt like the Debbie Maycomber I discovered back in 2017. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, you know, it's just woman, same type of story goes home. Her mom like breaks out this box of letters that she had written to Santa as a kid. She kept basically all of them her. And at this point in her life, like her boyfriend, cheated on her so she just dealt with a breakup I mean very like kind of beat by beat typical story but her mom encourages her to write another letter to Santa and you know through practicing having faith and showing gratitude um you know she does find love again and it was just really sweet and her this book it wasn't that long I think it might have it may have been 250 pages maybe um, I listened to it on audio, really enjoyed that. So if you're a Debbie Maycomber fan and you need something, you know, you would like something on your holiday TBR, I, I think definitely check this one out. It was really sweet. Oh, that sounds good. I, you know, 
tend to like stories where people writing letters. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost sounds sign sealed delivered ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. So that sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, my next one was I read Love and Lock Case by Stacy Agdern, who's a friend of the podcast. We love Stacy. We love her. And it was really cute. It's about this. Uh, um, this girl and I really liked her. Uh, the The name of the girl was Bacha. I'm maybe saying that wrong, but I thought that was a really pretty name. And that there were great. other there were other pretty names in the in the story. And anyway, there's this Latke fry off. <laughs> they have this festival of uh, the Latkes, and uh, her uh, her uh, crush one-time crush uh, Abe Newman it was his name Abe uh, that ends up being on the committee with her to plan the fry off and uh, it was cute I, I really enjoyed it I I think she does a good job of, of writing the banter and and uh, you know it's nice that we have somebody writing Hanukkah and other Jewish rom-com uh, romance I think it's great absolutely yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, yeah, you should check it out if you haven't. She has two, uh, two of the uh, Hanukkah stories, uh, the Miracles and Menorahs, and Love and Latkes. Uh, okay. both fun, worth your worth your time. So, uh, what about you next? Next, I read the Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox and. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I still want to recommend it because it may be some people's cup of tea. It Mm -hmm. is a holiday rom-com that came out this year. And on the surface, the premise just sounds so much fun. It's about two, like a set of twins. One of them is like a celebrity chef and like a shelf of like bowls and like cast iron skillets I don't know stuff falls on her and she gets a concussion and she can't she loses her sense of smell so you know she calls to her hometown and calls her twin sister like we have to swap lives so it's kind of like the parent trap meets the holiday and this gives me anxiety okay people like I can't deal with the like fake identity lying about who I am falling in love but the person doesn't know that it's really not you (laughs) i just can't deal (laughs) i was like reading it and like i felt like i was a kid you know how like you're peeking through your fingers like i i couldn't tear my eyes away because i needed to know what was going to happen but i was on edge the entire time so that is that they switched places her twin sister who's like a pastry chef i mean they kind of like grew up in their I think their father owned like a a restaurant in their hometown. So they both have cooking experience, but you know, they live very different lives. So yeah, the the sister may work at the restaurant back home, but that doesn't mean she's on par with just walking into the life of a celebrity chef. And like her sister's um, coworker is this guy and he's kind of a jerk. And you know, it's like you get to see her be the sister that's like stands up to him and stuff like that and of course they both have romances that happen and all of that so that's the holiday swap by maggie knox again Mm -hmm. it gave me a little bit of anxiety but if it sounds like something you'd be interested in i definitely think it's worth a read i think whenever you're having the fake fiance or fake relationship or you know swap like this i think the key is 
you can't have people respond to it in a realistic way. You have to keep like a sense of it's such a ridiculous thing. No one would ever do that. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> and so when people are like, how dare you lie to me? I can never forgive you. Then it, just, <laughs> it ruins it. Yeah. Because you're having fun in this ridiculous circumstance. And then all of a sudden they bring this realism into it and it makes it not fun. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I so I just appreciated like an unexpected Christmas that we had with uh with Tyler Hines and Bethany this uh this season that uh that the thing I I liked one of the things I liked about it is when the family finds out that there's been this fake relationship they they spend like a minute being like oh and then boom they're on to finding her and moving on because yeah if you dwell on that and you make it a thing and characters are like pouty and upset then it just ruins the fun because it's such a ridiculous story that that you can't you just can't do that that's the key it was almost like they were more mad at him like well yeah yeah yeah. um, (laughs) let's fix this (laughs) if you're you're listening authors that's the key to that kind of story you cannot spend too much time in the like holding a grudge angry how could you lie to me phase because that just spoils it you can't exactly (laughs) exactly yeah that does sound kind of fun but uh but yeah i get the anxiety too uh i can understand that well there's two well three like things i always have to read at christmas time one is luke two of course in the bible and then (laughs) the other is a book called The Mansion by Henry Van Dyke. And this is a novella. 32 pages. It's it's short story, but okay. It's very sweet. Uh it's about this man who is very rich and very he's not really a Scrooge per se, but he's just not giving of his uh of his largesse to like to people if it doesn't benefit him in some way like the only kind of charity that he does is the ones that that uh are somehow promotional in some way to him and his business and he's pretty hard on his kids and and but he thinks that he is uh he is doing what's right and uh that uh he's been very very careful with how he spends his money he he won't give to beggars and anyway one night he has this dream that he's basically like made it to heaven and there's all of everybody gets a house when they get to heaven and he thinks that he's going to be given this great mansion and because of all of the things that he did and he gets there and it's like a slum like it's not even a nice house at all and and uh, basically they're like well you had your reward everything you did you were rewarded in earth on earth mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it's like the uh, many will come nearing to me on their lips and uh, i know them not and uh, they have had their their reward and and that's sort of the idea is that uh is to think about how you can give unselfishly and serve others around you and be kind and 
So it's 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 just a lovely little Christmas story. It's definitely, I mean, it's from a faith perspective, but like pretty mild as far as like just things about heaven and you know stuff like that. Like not like particularly evangelical, and uh, and so it's it's a nice story for Christmas. That sounds so sweet. Okay. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Yep. <laughs> And what's your next one? Um, So my next one is 12 Dates of Christmas by Charlie James. And this was fun. It, (laughs) this girl and this guy, they meet and, you know, they kind of hit it off and he asks her out. He just kind of goes for it. And we find out through the course of the book that he's basically, he's reading this book called 12 Dates of Christmas by this author named Paige Turner, which is the pseudonym that we find out for our heroine. So that as they continue going out on dates, she's like, this feels awfully familiar. <laughs> so she like goes to her girlfriend and she's like, I feel like he's reading the book that I wrote. And, oh, that's you know, so she, fun. Yeah. He, I mean, she asks him like, hey, you know, she, the, she just kind of like plays it by ear. And so like the next date, she's like, yep word for word like it's the same thing so then she's she kind of tries to intervene like well let me plan our next date and he's like no you know and he comes clean he's like you know my sister really encouraged me to read this book and I'm you know I'm this is why like I'm planning our dates because it's like guaranteed to work or it's supposed to work and so you know it again it's kind of hidden identity like he doesn't know that she did it and she doesn't necessarily come clean at first and it's the oh you made me look like a fool at the end but it was really sweet so that is 12 dates of christmas by charlie james there are a couple of titles that came out with that same title this year but i really love this one Mm -hmm. it's again it's not another it's another one that's not very long so um you know if you're looking for some fun holiday reading it's a really quick read Mm mm-hmm that sounds really good. I, I'm going to read that. Uh, well, my last one, the the three I always read, the third one is A Christmas Carol, which is another novella uh, by Charles Dickens, of course, the classic. And I think it's really worth actually reading it because we see so many film versions. But I think even the good versions skim the surface a little bit. Like they don't get to, I think the heart of the book of the story that it's not just about Scrooge denying this, you know, pleasant holiday. That's not really what it's about. It's about that he has taken Christ out of his life and uh, that uh, he, then that is truly is what has made him so bitter is that he is, he's taken out the true like meaning of, of, you know, life and, and, uh, you know, people have different 
different outlets for that. You know, some people, you know, some people believe in Christ, some people believe in different things that they believe in, but he had just become cold to the world and Mm -hmm. cold to everyone around him. And so it's more than just kind of this, Oh, he's doesn't have fun at Christmas. You know, like I, I just feel like there's a deeper level of like how he has become bitter towards the world and towards and when he has a a rebirth by the end it's 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 really beautiful and moving and and uh i don't know i just i absolutely love the story i love the fact that that nobody's a lost cause to god and Mm -hmm. there's hope for anybody and um we should never you know never give up on anybody yeah uh, in our lives and i love like little things that are in the book that you never see in almost never see in the movies. Like, uh, when he's, uh, when he is, uh, flying with the, um, Christmas, uh, Christmas present. And he asks about the, the, uh, the people going to church and the hypocrites and the, and, and, uh, and people, uh, are they obeying, you know, the Sabbath and things like that. And, and uh, I don't know, there's just, there's like a depth to the book that you just never get. Like the, the lighthouse scene when he goes and watches all the different people uh, celebrating Christmas. And at the end, he ends up with the man alone at the lighthouse celebrating Christmas by himself. Like, it's just beautiful. And, and, uh, and so, I don't know, there's just stuff in the book that you never get in the movie, in the movies. That, so I think it's worth every year listening to it and it's just such a great story and such a great character like we're so used to the character of Ebenezer Scrooge but in a, in a very short a number of of pages we get such a dynamic fascinating character starting from the time he was a little boy all the way through his whole life till become the person that he is at the end uh, is is a, an incredible character, an incredibly written character, and uh, and so it's. I mean, it's obviously a classic. I don't probably don't need to sell anybody on on the Christmas Carol, but I I I do think it's worth actually reading it versus just watching the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Because yeah, like you said, when you kind of when you skip the book you're skipping so much detail yeah <laughs> you know yeah i mean and there are i mean i i like most versions of christmas carol i'm i i'm, I'm a fan of almost every version uh but there are some that are closer to the book than others uh like uh actually the animated one with jim carrey is actually very accurate <laughs> to the i know some people don't like that kind of cgi animation that they use but but i it's actually very close it's the only one of the only ones that has the the um sabbath day scene where he watches the parishioners uh it has the lighthouse scene it has stuff that no other version has uh also the version with patrick stewart is very good um and i think uh um very accurate and not I, f- I feel like no one ever talks about it, but it was very good. Um, so anyway, there's lots of really good versions out there. 
I mean, I even love Mickey and the Muppets and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and the, and the Muppets one actually has a lot of text from the book because they have Gonzo as Dickens. So mm-hmm. he actually says quite a few actual word for word passages from the book. And so that's fun. That's fun. Um, there's another good one. The, uh, the Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Like you wouldn't think that that would be good, but it's actually really good and has some very good songs. Uh, and, uh, they have a whole song about Razzleberry dressing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's 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 a good one uh but uh but anyway it's worth actually reading it don't just re- as much as i love film and movies don't just rely on the movies uh because there's there's more to the character and his transformation than just you weren't celebrating this day yeah 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 so anyway. i think that's so important especially if you know if there's a book that's involved i mean like the Miss Miracle. I haven't mm-hmm. read the Debbie Maycomber book, but it sounds like it was pretty heavy. And I do yes. appreciate that, but I still appreciate the adaptation that they did because it was really wonderful. But now you have that original text to kind of go back to and get all of those mm-hmm. details. And then maybe, you know, maybe that'll put into perspective for people like, okay, maybe this is why they lightened it up a little bit because it is, a, you know, a heavier story. And I, I don't know how long ago she wrote those, but. I mean, I feel like it was some years ago. It's not one of her more recent releases. So maybe they updated it in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think that's important, you know, that A Christmas Carol is so iconic. But I think it's really iconic for the movies. And like you said, there's a book people should probably read, too. Uh Yeah. So do you have one more? that you want to talk about? Yeah. So my last one is Her Christmas Future by Tara Taylor Quinn, which is part of a series. My last one is Her Christmas Future by Tara Taylor Quinn, which is part of a series, but I have not read the rest of the series and I feel like it was fine. So you can totally go into it. This one is, I don't want to say it's heavy, but the backstory is heavy. It's a second chance romance between a, a couple that's been married before. They've been divorced for about 10 years, but neither one of them have really moved on from each other. Like they've they've dated other people and stuff like that, but they haven't fallen in love with anybody new. And it starts off really with the heroine, you know, they, they, they have had a, a night together and she finds out that she's pregnant, but one of the main reasons why their relationship ended was because they lost the one child that they did have. So science stuff, insert science stuff, guys, that I am not a professional at. She takes the, basically another woman carries the baby for her. I'm not even going to try to use the terminology because I do not know. Another woman steps up and carries a baby for her. And, you know, we just... We see this couple that's been together before and they reflect on the problems that they had and the reasons that they didn't stay together, but they really do want to be together. They're just trying to make sure that they don't make a mistake, especially with a child coming into the world. If And then there's that anxiety of, is this pregnancy actually going to last? Like, are we going to actually get a baby out of this? So Tara Taylor Quinn writes that type of story a lot um she's just really big on hope and 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 love and so that is she is a 
a master at writing those types of stories. So I really enjoyed this one. It's not heavy on the Christmas, um, but you know, if you are looking for something a little bit more serious in tone and hopeful and seeing, I, I love stories where people have already been together. The chemistry is already there. There's already the, all these emotions. Um, so I, I loved it for that. So that's Her Christmas Future by Tara Taylor Quinn. That sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, let's check that out. So we had not decided what we wanted to do for Oh my gosh, we next- didn't. <laughs> Um, did you have any ideas? Oh my gosh. Um, what is, has even been coming out? I, I mean, I, I have so many that I'm like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but this is Christmas. I don't know. What about you? Have you thought of anything? Um, well, one that I thought of is uh was it 2019 2019 uh there one of my my friends one of my friends uh is uh Esther Hatch and she writes regency uh novels and she did a uh anthology piece uh Ooh. With, with three other authors and so it was, it was four short stories called All Hearts Come Home for Christmas and they're all regency stories love stories and I thought that might be kind of fun to to do a, a collection, an anthology. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. And so I and it is available on audiobook. Uh, we had some of we had Esther and Joanna on the podcast before, and they they contributed. And uh, I don't know. I just remember really enjoying it, and I uh, think that might be kind of fun. What do you think? Yeah, and let's do that one. Okay, good. I'll put the information if you want to check it out in the uh, description and uh yeah we can we'll do all all hearts come home for christmas it's it's sarah eden who's great and nia stanfield she does good work uh joanna barker and esther hatch so that's what we'll do for december and uh yeah let us know if you all read mistletoe and Juno, uh what the or Juno, what you thought of it. Did you like it? Not like it. We'd love to hear your thoughts and we'd like to hear what you're reading. And Brie, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at Falling for Romance and I also co host the Categorically Romance podcast. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube and on Rotten Tomatoes, and on Goodreads. So follow me there. And uh, and make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And uh, if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and, uh, and check out the patron group. It's so much fun. We so appreciate that support. And we also have the merch store, which has tons of fun designs for the Hallmarky in your life. Uh, so take a look at that. And thanks again, Bree. This is always so much fun. I look forward to it. Yay. And uh, we will talk next month. Bye, everybody. Bye.